the Life, Love, and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Learn more at SuccessfulMarriages.org. And here are your hosts, the doctor and the missus, Marissa Q. Payne and Dr. James Payne. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Leadership with Dr. James and Marissa Q. Payne. I am Marissa Q. Payne. And I am Dr. James Payne. And we're super excited to have you with us for another thrilling episode of Life, Love, and Leadership. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the party, a word of advice. You need a notebook for this podcast. Say it again for the people in the back. You need a notebook for this podcast because in between all the laughing we tend to drop tips, tools, resources that you can use in life, love, and leadership sometimes. Mm. Right? Yes. <laughs> we haven't talked about leadership much, but like that's just like embodies who we are, I mm. think, um, in the world. Yeah, I think the issue, we always talk about leadership because at the end of the day, uh, you're always leading yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Boom. So, there's a theme. What's the big idea today? So today we're talking about the absolute danger of absolutes and focusing on two distinct absolutes that we often convict our partners of that are known to severely damage or even destroy relationships if left unattended. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that. Absolute danger of absolutes. Yes. Interesting. There's an absolute danger tied to these two absolutes. I can't wait to get into them. You're not going to tell us yet? I'm not going to tell you yet. You got to wait. <laughs> you got to wait. <laughs> but before we get into that, before we get into today's uh, big idea, I always got to know what's going on in that pretty little head of yours. So tell me, baby, what's on your mind today? I look forward to this segment so much because it's just my space to just be random mm. about whatever it is I want to be random about. And at the moment, I'm actually thinking about football. Mm. <laughs> okay. Say more. I'm thinking about football because um, first question is, is it coming back? Mm. Second question is, am I going back to it? If it does come back, mm. because I have been in solidarity, um, whether it mattered or not, they, they did my ratings. I don't, you know, I don't have a box necessarily, but I did not support um, when they, you know, um, didn't support Colin um, mm. and his right to be respectful in protesting the state of affairs in America. Um, I think since then. I believe there have been some updates and some acknowledgments and uh, hopefully some progress. Yeah. You know, it's weird because I actually stopped uh, following it myself. And if, as someone who typically could tell you all the ins and outs, I have no idea what's going on in the state of sports. <laughs> like no idea. I know. Are you sad? Like everything is so different. Oh, my gosh. I did not have to do the NBA finals. Actually, is that coming back? Actually, so about that. <laughs> the NBA has actually uh, resumed. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think there will be uh, some finals coming up here fairly shortly. So that's a good thing. It's not the same. It's weird. It's weird because, like, they're playing from um, this bubble in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And it's just weird because it just looks like, 
a bunch of high school games. It looked like a high school tournament or something. Mm. Like I missed the ambiance that is the stadium. <laughs> you know, it, it, it added some value to it that I miss now, but it's all good. Yeah, because I was going to say, I don't think you've had had it on TV. Nah. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of TV, we got rid of cable. We finally cut the cord. <laughs> I've been talking about cutting the cord, and we finally cut the cord. And uh, so got rid of the cord, ended that, and jumped over into a streaming platform. Yeah. And I am thrilled. I cannot believe it took me so long to do it. And I'm saving a ton of money on my insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, even like, uh, that's hilarious. Like, baseball, I saw they had like um, fake uh, yeah. fans. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's cr- So I'm watching this game and I'm like, wait a minute, that person hasn't moved. <laughs> and I'll keep looking, they zoom in a little bit more, and I'm like, it's a cardboard cutout. <laughs> <laughs> and the sound effects are not, you know, it's yes, just. It's weird. It's weird. It is weird. But I, it's interesting to me, you know, in this, you know, kind of COVID climate, back to football, like, it's a, number one, I'm surprised that they're doing it, mm. you know, because, I mean, I, I'm assuming these are COVID free players. You know, to the best of the ability, but you you don't know, you yeah. know, and it's obviously a very close contact, physical, sport. physical, yeah, gross, nasty sport. Yeah, but they have the kids doing it. Yep. Um, I'm football is like, you know, mm. I I like football. You got me hooked. Mm. Uh, I've been gone for a while, and so I'm I'm intrigued at the prospect of possibly coming back to Sunday football, Monday night football, if that's even a thing. Mm. Um, so we shall see. Yeah, yeah. you know. So I, I'd be curious when we um, connect live on Thursday. Are you are y'all watching sports? Are you coming back to football? Did you go back to <laughs> basketball? Are you watching baseball with these cardboard fans? What you doing out there? <laughs> So football is what is on my mind today. What's going on in that brilliant brain of yours? So what's on my mind today is what it means to dine out in the age of COVID. Mm. So uh, we recently went to a restaurant, one of our absolute favorite restaurants. And we walk in and we have our mask on. And my wife observes that people are staring at us. Mm-hmm. And we're like, OK, all right, that's cool. OK, maybe they watch, listen to the podcast. They know who we are. <laughs> and so we continue to our seats. And I don't think that's what it was. Anyway, <laughs> so we continue to our seats and my wife observes that the manager, the wait staff, nobody is wearing a mask. Like we're like aliens in this place mm-hmm. and people are looking at us like Martians. And uh, so she stops and she's like, um, are you all not wearing masks? I asked the host. Yeah. This. I was like, are you all a staff required to wear a mask? And she said, no. Yes, and that changed our dining decision. <laughs> and so we did an about face and we uh, got up out of there as quickly as possible because we just felt like it was irresponsible. You know, I felt like it was irresponsible. You felt like it was irresponsible uh, for uh, folks not to take any initiative to try to protect, you know, their patrons and whatnot by not wearing masks. It's shocking to me as a, as a food establishment. And yeah. I know this is like 
major controversial. I don't know what's con- why it's controversial, but this is a big deal mm-hmm. um, in our country and, and around the world, really. But um, it's, you know, in that particular part of our state, they are just not doing it. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's so much resistance. Yeah. And. It's, it was shocking. And I get that. Like, I'm used to seeing that, you know, out and about. It was just the fact that it was a food establishment right. that really, really shocked me. I'm just like, really? The cooks are back there preparing food? With no mask. Coughing and wheezing all over stuff like that. But you got to wear a hairnet. Like, I'm, I just can't believe that... Um, that that was the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I will say, though, that, and and of course, me being the um, social worker that I am, I expressed that and shared that. Uh, the restaurant did actually respond on Facebook. And um, initially, they, generally speaking, kind of gave the company line in defending their stance. They said something like, you know, uh, staff have to wear masks when they've been in close contact after five minutes. Yeah. Uh, I'm like... As if somebody is standing there timing that, right? Where is that rule? Yeah. (laughs) And then literally, like, less than five minutes later, they posted again and said, effective today, all staff wear masks. So we out here affecting policy. (laughs) We are changing things in this country. We are changing things in America. So, so much there, right? So much there um, because, you know, and and I actually may reach out just to see, you know, what the thought process was and Mm. what the conversation was. Was it like once you saw it in writing, you knew how crazy it was (laughs) or, um, you know, did the owner not know and they weighed in? It's it's very curious, but um, these are really... Tricky times. My big thing is, you know, for us to just be as least my words are getting um, getting tongue tied, but like stop the judgment. Mm. You know, everybody's situation is different. Mm -hmm. Everybody is managing and navigating this um, for the first time. Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. I have so many clients in. early childhood or education or just so many industries that have such difficult decisions to make, Mm. um, life decisions. Like you're putting people, I mean, you work in healthcare, you know, you're putting people's lives, um, in your hands and just, um, so it's like, I, you know, that's a business. If it's your business practice to not wear masks and that's the position you want to take, I respect You know, I'm not happy about it personally, but I respect your right to do it. And but for me. Right. I'm not going to be in here. Right. And I'm going to let people know that that's your position because I think it's dangerous personally, but I'm not judging you for it. Um, And I think in, in this circumstance, for whatever reason. Right. There was a shift and I'm excited Um Respect. I respect that. Yeah. 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 So that's what's on my mind. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. So for this week's fight of the week, I want to start it out with a question. I got a question. (laughs) Only you can answer for me. This is a big question. Uh, Do you like your new doors? (laughs) 
You are so petty. <laughs> Do I like my new doors? That's that's where we're going today. Yes, that is that is something I need to understand about you. Do you like your new doors? So for those who haven't been following along, my petty husband Mm-mm. is referencing um, a home renovation project that we had where I had doors installed um, on our formal living room, which is actually my home office, mm. um, in order to um, adapt to the COVID environment and just to um, so that I had a place to work at home um, that was confidential and quiet, etc. We hired a professional organizer and her interior team and construction team came in uh-huh. and, you know, we took took literally almost a whole week um, just going through everything. Yeah. The closets, the drawers, the cabinets, you know, shifting, look, working on efficiency. And I loved every piece of it. You had reservations about it. Uh-huh. And I, I'm sorry, you, you loved every, I want to clarify my hearing. You loved every piece of I it? I said what I said. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. And you did too. Can like before I answer the door question, so I think it's pretty obvious. Obviously, there were a few snafus along the way, <laughs> <laughs> but that's to be expected. Um, and they are resolving the issue. Um, but you just could not wait to. So I said <laughs> ahead of time that this gave me heartburn. My heartburn came to life oh my gosh but for the like come on be fair though like the results overall are like what magnificent so let me ask you a question everything that was done was ancillary to getting the doors in that was the most important project so the most important project is being fixed. <laughs> it's. I mean, you know, they ran out of time. We kind of started. Do rushing you need a violin for this part? I sense a violin. Amazing. I. You know, so it's a work in progress. Not happy with the doors to answer your question, but. It's not even the doors like there's there's just some craftsmanship along the way that that, you know, some corners got cut. There's some paint on some wood trim, you know, just mm. little things. But I think all in all, it's going to be great. And what I love is that, you know, the company, I shared it, I showed the video and they're making amends for it. So that's all you can ask. So I will say this. I, I will say this. So I'm going to take off my antagonist hat. <laughs> And I'm going to come back alongside you. I will say this. Once they rectify the issues. Yes. I think it will be a smashing success. This is what's funny because we had this debate. So this was the the real quote unquote fight of the week was um, because I shared right in social spaces in the middle of the project, how wonderful things were going. And, you know, I commended the work and the workers and all of that. And you're like. You know, because this happened on the tail end, you're like, take it down. You know, it's it, that's that's not true. It's take n- it it's, down. It's not a true statement. 
And so I said, it is true. It was true at the time based on the information that I had, which was a wonderful experience. And I love the results. The doors at that point had not been done. They were in process. And so up until that point, for the most part, mm-hmm. right, I, you know, everything was great. There, Again, there was some human stuff that happens. Like, we got to give people grace in this climate, you know. So it took a little longer than, than we planned and things like that. But all minor things compared to, like, having my whole family literally contribute to this project and get every inch of our home organized with a place for everything, everything in its place, systems that work and flow, all of that was great. So why would I go back and retract a compliment that I have given? You felt like I should. I Absolutely. disagree. Because if I need to go back and sue them, oh my God. <laughs> I don't need your social media post talking about something they did a great job. <laughs> now I'm just gonna put it where it's at. <laughs> Oh, you're fighting against me on this one. (laughs) That's the real fight of the week. It was right at the time. Hmm. It was right at the time. But it's wrong now. (laughs) So it was right at the time. We don't have the benefit of hindsight. But you do have the benefit of delete. (laughs) You do have the benefit of backspace. Oh, my God. Get them thumbs back to working. That's what I say. Terrible. You're a terrible person and you should not be crossed. This is what I've been living with, right? I protect Are you do you struggle with forgiveness? I protect you from yourself. You protect me. Do you realize how you would be taken advantage of in the world if I didn't exist? <laughs> I protect you too nice to handle the tough business. Mm. That's what I'm for. I ain't that nice. So did this is I don't think this is resolved yet. <laughs> Where is this conversation going? I have no idea. (laughs) Tune in next week, question mark. Wait, tune in (laughs) after they make amends for the missteps and we'll update. And watch your video testimonial talking about how wonderful the service is and was. All right, we'll see. Will you do it? If I'm pleased, I'll do it. I'll go Facebook Live. (laughs) Holding the company sign, wearing the company T-shirt and hat, if I like it. <laughs> Real talk. Okay. All right. What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's the big idea? What's, What's the, the big, big idea? <laughs> so for today's big idea, we want to talk about the absolute danger of these two absolutes, always and never. Now, in our relationship, reframing this language was a huge hurdle for us to get over. I mean, like this was a go to attack for both of us when things weren't going well. So today I want to look at two reasons why you should avoid using these absolutes against your partner and one key strategy for upgrading the way you communicate when you're tempted to lean back on always and never. Always and never. Always and never. Like, we always assault each other with this, right? Mm. You never do this. You always do this. Not productive. Not healthy. So, the first of the two reasons to avoid these absolutes is really crystal clear for me. Uh, They're rarely, if ever, true. 
we're always saying this stuff and it's rarely, if ever, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are clear indication of when you're angry or acting from a fear-based response that's not rooted in reality, but instead it's rooted in serving the feeling you're having in that moment. Mm. Uh, Like I can remember having heated arguments with you uh, around my attack on you that you never cooked, uh, for example, (laughs) like which wasn't true. Mm -hmm. You know, the truth was that your frequency was just different from my expectation, Mm -hmm. uh, which was rooted in my experience, but it came out in that, you never cook. Right. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just cooked three weeks ago. Right. <laughs> Which was true. But my experience and my bias said you should cook more frequently. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, you know, saying, OK, perhaps you cook more frequently. I just say you never cook. Yeah. And it goes back to the conversation that we've been having about um, attacking the problem versus mm. the person. Right. Because you could say you never cook. Right. Which then now I've been verbally assaulted. So I'm on the defensive or feeling the need to, you know, um, defend myself or to correct it. Um, However, if you say I'd like you to cook more often, Mm. you know, what do we need to do for that? Right. That's addressing the issue. But instead of making me wrong um, and then on top of it, adding that dangerous absolute Right. Um, It's easier and more effective if you attack the problem and take ownership. So when you feel like you're about to do that is a good indicator to turn it back around and really speak to your need or your desire or your want. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that can be so much more productive. Yeah. Yeah. And so that leads right into the second one, which is. It puts your partner on the defensive. Mm -hmm. So it's a lose-lose proposition because when you lead with those absolutes, you automatically make your partner defensive. And the reality is you'll never get to a happy or peaceful or helpful resolution in your relationship in an angry way. Uh, So it's so important that you don't leverage those absolutes when communicating with your partner. So when I said uh, you never cook, it immediately put you in a defensive posture. You were ready to basically throw hands and get down to verbal (laughs) judo. (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. You can't beat me in verbal judo. Listen, I tell these people your middle name. Because <laughs> your middle your middle name decries that you was hood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so random. And, so, and my name is not hood. Okay, all right. I take it back. Your name is gangster though. Whatever. So when I said you never cooked, it immediately put you on a defensive and it caused escalation, you know, uh, and for things to get out of control just a bit. Because you was like, I ain't your mama. (laughs) Wrong chick. And I was like, wait, we talking about mamas now? (laughs) Which completely derailed the conversations. The feelings were never expressed. And now we just attacking each other. And taking that approach, you will never eat again. (laughs) (laughs) And that's real talk. And, And that's real talk. So making sure that you don't approach those absolutes that way, you don't engage those absolutes in your relationship will go a long way in keeping things positive. Write that down. 
avoid the danger of the absolutes always and never. If that is coming out of your mouth, you know you are in danger zone. Absolutely. 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 And then one key strategy to upgrade your language and upgrade from these absolutes is to take the risk of relationship in your relationship. Hmm. This means being vulnerable and expressing your truth. Don't try to win. Don't try to one up your partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't try to hold them accountable to expectations that have not been agreed upon and that live only in your head. But speak truthfully and vulnerably about how you feel and about what you need in the relationship. What you need. Right. That, you know, you're making that statement. Usually it's coming from, like you said, um, it's coming from a place of hurt. Mm. Right. Or a need that's going unmet. Um, because if you're saying, well, you never do this, chances are it's something that you actually desire. Right. So to be more effective, right, speak to your desire, speak to your experience, right? It usually softens the heart of your partner, makes them more receptive to hearing mm-hmm. the feedback um, and gets you further along in getting the thing that you actually desire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that's so huge. I think this is definitely something that I'm working on um, continuously. Uh, I've, I'm trying to, even when you say things or if you say it, because I think that, you know, there's the onus on on the person that's spewing the always and never. Mm. And then there's an opportunity for the receiver, right, to um, re- reject it in yeah. a way that's productive. Mm-hmm. So even if you do mess up and make the mistake, I have an opportunity to um, slow things down and not sort of buy into it um, in a way. And I, I think I've been trying to do that a lot more. You know, you you and I think you've noticed like you may say something and it doesn't land well. And rather than react or respond, you know, back immediately, I'll just hold space. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, really just give it space to kind of recover from it. You know, I may just look at you and pause um, because in that moment I'm holding myself from reacting, right? I'm responding instead of reacting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which takes growth and takes intentionality to do. And that's, that's nothing that happened overnight. You you grew into that. Yeah. You know, I'm growing into it. And continuing to grow. (laughs) And continuing to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. To be clear, because catch me on the wrong day. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Catch you on the wrong day and we'll be back too. So we're talking about mamas. <laughs> I love my mother-in-law. I do not talk about my mother-in-law anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I think in terms of homework this week, we'd love to just issue a challenge to you to notice how often you are throwing out the absolutes and um, reframe it, right? Like literally in your notebook, keep track of the number of absolutes, always or never, whether it's in your intimate partner relationship, Mm -hmm. whether it's with, you know, coworker relationships, with family, this can be really, really triggering and challenging in family relationships. But um, Mm -hmm. it's a challenge, like accept the absolute challenge this week to just notice 
you know, how often you are using that mm-hmm. and, you know, reflect on how you can reframe that to be more productive in yeah. your relationships. Yeah. And I would say not even just uh, how often you say it, but even if it bubbles up as a thought, mm. capture that as well, because Ooh. thoughts often become things that we say and or do. Yeah. So even if it becomes a thought, capture that as well, uh, because we want to get away from these absolutes. They don't serve us. All right. Challenge accepted. I'm going to be looking for your report come Thursday. Yes. (laughs) Looking for your report, too. You've got mail. Okay, so today's um, question came from Carl. Carl said, my wife and I have been married for five years. We have one daughter together and she has a son from a previous relationship. My issue is that it seems like her son's father doesn't respect boundaries and she's too nice to tell him to respect our boundaries and back off. They have an arrangement with their son, but he's often coming by to see him or bring him something outside um, of the arrangement. I'm getting frustrated and try not to go off on him. How can I get him to back off without going off? Wow, that's big. Because mm. uh, this involves another dude. <laughs> so that's always a trigger issue for uh, for men. Other dudes is a problem. Okay. Uh, so I would say other this. Other dudes, you say that, so that's... That's his dad. That's he's co-parenting with him. I get it. It's tricky. It's okay. tricky. I mean, you're he, just keeping the man perspective. I'm keeping perspective. exactly, okay. uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, so I would say this. I, I would say for starters, uh, have a conversation with your wife about the concerns uh, mm-hmm. because that's the person you're in covenant relationship with. So have a, a conversation with her about your concerns and get on the same page in your house first mm-hmm. on what the what the boundaries need to look like. Uh, then you develop your game plan uh, from there to communicate uh, with the child's father on the changes that need to be modified in his behavior about how he needs to respect your boundaries. And then you just hold him accountable to it. What if his boundaries aren't realistic? Uh, I think based on what I've uh, heard of what you read, the boundaries are realistic. Uh, so there's an, uh, there's an agreement and he's coming to the house outside of the agreement. So that's realistic. Don't come outside of the agreement. (laughs) I mean, but maybe there's a valid reason for it. Like, I don't know. Something exciting happened and he wanted to show us. I mean, it's his son. Mm -hmm. So. So he needs to use social media. He needs to. How old is the baby? The baby. Was he five? The baby not on social media. We don't know because we don't know how old the baby he's is. He's five. Oh, he's been married for been five married years. married for five years. Sorry. No, we don't have an age for the baby. Uh, okay, well, let's just say he's five. Okay. that's He was five in my mind. Well, if the baby was five in your mind, that means what? I'm saying let's just assume he's five. So that's why I was saying, like, you want to see your son. You know, some, y- there, might, there may be circumstances that warrant you seeing, you know, your son that day. If he's not sick injured or anything like like follow the agreement follow the arrangement uh because you're infringing on you know so should he have a conversation so talk to the wife i definitely agree with that they should be on the same same page page. she might feel like you know he gets to see his dad when he wants to or something like that so they need to get on the same page first yeah would it be appropriate for him to talk to dad to you know, dad to dad, 
Definitely. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he definitely should talk to him dad to dad, dude to dude. Uh, that's important mm-hmm. uh, to have that conversation. Uh, my only counsel prior to doing that would be to get on the same page with your wife. So you're presenting uh, how you're going to manage this from your household perspective, mm-hmm. just not out of your own balance of emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so get on the same page with the wife. Once you're on the same page with the wife, communicate it to uh, the child's father and hold them accountable to it. Uh, boundaries must be established. It is tricky. I mean, it's. I think that this is actually a really great example um, or topic for a guest episode. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> because, um, you know, so, so the, you know, wife, mom could have a conversation, right? Mm. And say, you know, hey, because it's, you know, it is, this is this king's castle. Right. Um, and and the, therefore, you know, house rules should definitely be respected. That's right. And in that king's castle is um, son, so um, who's a minor, mm-hmm. right? And you know, so that's a, that is tricky. Yeah, and again, we're not trying to keep the child's father from the father. We just want the king's castle to be regarded, respected, and to have the boundaries honored. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. I I agree. Yes. <laughs> All right. So as always, plan to join us this Thursday on Facebook Live for a recap of this week's show and accountability on homework. Thank you so much for listening. If you heard something that you think is useful for someone else, will you share it? Um, help us, you know, fulfill our mission in uh, making a difference in relationships, promoting healthy marriages and ending needless divorce. Have a great day. Awesome. See you. Bye. This is Life, Love, and Leadership. The Life, Love, and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to learn more about our guests, show notes, services, events, or to get involved, visit SuccessfulMarriages.org. Life, Love, and Leadership is another positive production of Rare Gem Productions. Thanks for listening.